As you guys know, we are here with Mikey C. every Tuesday, my partner, and Mr. Mark Salino. Obviously, if you guys don't know who Mark Salino is, StatementGames.com. He's the CEO of StatementGames.com. So you can check out everything by going to www.StatementGames.com. You can play all their games. It's great. And they're one of our partners of Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And Speedy Petey is in the studio, and he's not producing the show today because I want to see what is going on with the stream and the broadcast. But I'm sitting back here, and I do see what you mean, Speedy. There is some yellow, a little bit of red here and there. So uh, definitely something that we need to look at as we go forward. So there ends your streak of being a good luck charm. Well, there you go. But it's actually okay now. It's it's staying green right now, so that's a good sign. That's a good sign right now. We'll see if it continues doing that. But anyways, we can only hope. Yes, as you guys know, we have a show lined up, a good show lined up for you guys. And the first thing I want to get into before I get into any sports is I watch and I read a lot of things about the Kardashian, Kardashian family. And I don't want to give God. them any airtime on this show, but they I want to tell deserve you. deserve nothing. But I, it's funny because this whole Tristan Thompson thing is, is really funny. And... I was reading about um, Kylie Jenner, and she has this makeup company. She's a multi-billionaire. She's the richest Kardashian out of all of them, or Jenner, whatever her last name is. And uh, Tristan Thompson was screwing around behind Khloe Kardashian's back and was messing around with Kylie's best friend. And I think her last name, check out her last name. I think her last name is Woods, if I'm not mistaken. And she has um, a makeup company with Kylie Jenna, where they they just uh, created like a a combo of makeup uh, of makeup uh, with each other, and the story is going out now that Kylie is no longer going to do the makeup thing with with this uh, Woods girl, Brooke Woods or whatever hell I don't even know her name, but speedy not important. Well, it, it is it is important to me because it's funny because we talk about athletes all the time. And we all know about Kobe Bryant. Will Chamberlain slept with over 10,000 women. Uh, you hear stories all the time about these athletes cheating on their wives. And then you have Tristan Thompson. He is obviously married and he's dating and he has a kid with one of the Kardashians. That He knows that they are the center of attention, the center of attraction all over social media. But then he's screwing around not only with a woman, but one of their friends. It makes it, it makes no sense. And it's funny because I I watch reality TV. Now, I don't watch the Kardashians. I could care less about them. They mean absolutely nothing to me. But when you hear an athlete like Tristan Thompson and who he is as an athlete and he sticks out, just like Lamar Odom stuck out when he was dating Chloe and he was married to Chloe. He he was he was even bigger as a reality TV show star than he was as a basketball player. And and now you're seeing all this stuff coming out on national TV and reality TV. And you would think that this athlete, this particular athlete that's making eighty million dollars in in a in a five year five year contract because of LeBron James, that he would stay stay closer to the cloth and not get himself into trouble or even put himself in the center of attention right now in reality TV. Boy oh boy was I wrong. Because I'll tell you this right now. It is absolutely ridiculous what I'm reading about these girls. They're no longer going to be around each other. She's leave, she's she was living with Ky- Kylie, and now she's getting kicked out of Kylie's house. And their families were very close. They're no longer going to be friends with the families. And Kim Kardashian's putting up posts all over her social media, taking shots at at this particular young lady. So 
I just think it's funny when, when, you, you, when you see social media. And I say this, and Mike, we talk about this all the time. Social media is the devil. It is absolutely the devil. Now I could see why you don't have Facebook. You do have Twitter and Instagram. It, it just seems like it's the devil for everybody. And I think, I think a lot of people need to stay far, far away from social media. Obviously, I have my social medias up because it's for the radio station. If it was up to me, I'd stay far, far away from social media. It's absolutely ridiculous. It really is. And it, it ruins a lot of people's lives and it ruins a lot of people in, in the public eye. And, and now you're seeing what, what the Kardashians love it. They absolutely love it. Everybody cares about what Kendall is wearing at the Oscars and what Kylie's, what, what next makeup style she's coming out with or Kim Kardashian, how, how small her ass is getting. Who the hell cares? I, I really, I could care less. That's why I don't watch their show. I don't even think they're pretty. So I just think it, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think the story is funny, and Tristan Thompson should be ashamed of himself because he got himself involved with this. Every single athlete that's ever gotten involved with the Kardashians, look at what look what Harding did. Look at his numbers when he was dating Chloe. Look what his numbers were the year that he was dating Chloe. He left. I believe the Kardashians are cursed. Ben Simmons is dating Kendall right now. It just seems like Ben and Ben Simmons is having an off season too. He, his his numbers are almost identical than they were last year. You would think his numbers would get better. He he's not gotten any better. So I think that this is a problem not only for the social media market, but what's going on re, with reality TV. And I I think that. Athletes like Tristan Thompson, Odell Beckham, that's, who loves to go on reality TV shows, it's like something that he, it's out of a comic book when you see Odell Beckham on a reality TV show. And all these athletes, it, it, they think that it's good for them. It's ruining, it's ruining their image. So I think Tristan Thompson needs to look at, look at himself in the mirror and try to figure something out. Maybe even dump this, this girl that he, uh, he's married to and he has a kid with. Uh, you know, so I, I, that's it. But anyways. You're more of a Van the Pump Rules guy? Or um, I'm going to get you Mike. Like yes. One, right? Yes. But uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm Van really, the Pump Rules? You like that one? I'm not really a reality TV show star. Oh, you know? I you said you like reality No, I, I, I'm not. I, I pop it on here and there. I watch um, Big Brother. I like that. Right. I like Big Brother. I, I like some of those things. I like... Uh, um, Survivor, Survivor's cool. I like that. That's reality TV. I mean, that's stuff. I don't like the Jersey Shore crap. I don't like the Kardashian crap. But oh, dude, you're not living life. Yeah, well, but thank God I'm not living life. It's a scary life to live. Anyways, um, first story I want to get into first, and I want to get into basketball first because everybody keeps getting into football first, not all over the social media and baseball right now. Bryce Harper is a big topic of discussion. My first story I want to get into is this LeVar Ball Situation. LeVar Ball has been quiet all season long. Alonzo Ball, Alonzo Ball has done nothing. Nothing with the Lakers. Has he gotten better with LeBron James being there? No. Now, Mikey will come out and say, and he'll, he'll obviously sit here and I'll tell you, I never thought that the kid was going to be any good. But this kid was supposed to develop. Magic Johnson's number one pick, his first pick in his first draft as a GM, and he picked Lonzo Ball. And he really hasn't produced in the last three years. And LeVar Ball was practically talking and yapping his mouth before he was drafted that this guy was going to be the best point guard in the league, the size ability, everything, and he's going to, his shot's going to get better. He transitioned his game, completely different, coming into the NBA. LeVar Ball has been quiet ever since LeBron James has come to L.A. Now a story comes out 
Zion Williamson is the talk of the town, talk of discussion. He's going to be more than likely the number one pick in the draft. And Zion Williamson with his, uh, his, his foot coming out against North Carolina out of the sneaker and everybody's talking about uh, he should sue Nike or he shouldn't even sign with Nike in the, uh, when, when he becomes a free agent or when he becomes a, an, uh, an NBA draft pick. It's funny because now LeVar Ball is coming out and he's speaking up. And LeVar Ball, there's an article that just came out today that LeVar Ball, LeVar Ball does not want to have Zion Williamson a part of his brand, the big baller brand. Now, let me ask you this question, guys. And, and, and I, I have never bought a big baller sneaker. And by the way, they are overpriced sneakers. Those sneakers are running between $250 to $400. And last year, I was hearing that there were problems with the the big baller brand, them sending and shipping out the sneaker on time. And some of these people weren't getting their sneakers three, four months down the road. Now, all of a sudden, LeVar Ball, because he's not the talk of the town, he's not the big proper man of discussion right now in the NBA and his son sucks right now in the NBA and his other two sons probably won't see the lick of an NBA basketball game unless they're sitting in the uh they're sitting uh in the, the fan, where the fans are <laughs> now the story comes out that he doesn't want Zion Williamson to wear his sneaker now my question to you guys is why would that why would Zion Williamson want to wear his sneaker how much are you paying zion williamson to wear your your sneaker first of all this guy is probably going to get between a 90 and 100 million dollar contract with nike or adidas or reebok whoever wants to sign him why the hell would he want to sign with big baller when they can't produce enough sneakers their sneakers are overpriced his sneaker sales are terrible and the brand is nowhere close to the player that Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson is, and that's a superstar. Or at least what we see right now as an, as an NCAA basketball player. I, I think the problem with LeVar Ball and this Ball family, and, and I watched their Facebook show. They were doing this <laughs> Facebook show. I was intrigued in the first season. I'm really not intrigued with anything else that's going on with that family. Uh, who Lonzo is dating, uh, what's going on with LaMelo when they went overseas and he came back here. And uh, I believe that LaMelo made a huge mistake because I do believe, I did believe to think that this guy was going to be an NBA player because of his shooting ability. And now he might never see an NBA game because he can never play college basketball because he went overseas to play pro basketball. Now, he could sign as a free agent with... An NBA team quite possibly can. Is anybody going to draft this kid? Absolutely not. And why is it that every time we talk about LeVar Ball or Lonzo Ball, his sneakers, Big Baller brand, is brought up in conversation? When that sneaker, the, the sneaker contracts and every single, the promotional side of uh, LeVar, how about this? Have any of you seen any commercials with Big Baller brand? On any of the national TV commercial channels. Have you ever seen any? Have you seen a Big Bowler commercial? Nope. Have you seen a Big Bowler commercial? Not at all. I don't think they exist. Mikey C., have you seen a Big Bowler commercial? Every day. 
So why would Zion yeah, Williamson? Yeah, why would Zion Williamson? Why would Zion Williamson sign a contract with Big Baller Brand? I I, I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. No, he's not going to do it anyway. Regardless of where he goes, he's not going to do it do, anyway. Do he's, he knows he's bigger than that. Mike, you have a pair? Hell no. No. Right. <laughs> Speedy's got two. I've of them, called right? the whole family a joke, and is the sons. You know, BBB stands for, you know, boys, you know, um, ball boys bust. <laughs> there you and go. All three of them are a bust. I don't care what anyone says. Call me up. I really don't care. I think you actually have to be something they, to right, become exactly. a bust. I don't even think that they were anything to be. Well, no, no, no. All the hype of they were going to be something just, you know, popped. Unfortunately, that's what we, we see with the okay, LeVar. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I blame his father because I think his father cursed everything. I think his father's a joke. I think the the whole. I mean, all the money that his father is making. I mean, at least you know, make your teeth white. (laughs) (laughs) That puzzled me the most out of anything. Every time he spoke, I just kept seeing a yellow smile, and I'm like, "Really, dude? That's really horrible, especially on TV." So it's a character flaw for you. Terrible. There's a lot of flaws in that family. That's just one. Anyways, uh, another story that I want to get into with the NBA is LeBron James missing the playoffs. He will only be one of very few, if he misses the playoffs this year, in his prime to not make a playoff, not make a playoff series. Now, we're talking about the Ball family, and why not get into LeBron James? And LeBron James has been the center of attention in the offseason because he had to decide where he was going. He decided to go play for the Lakers. He did come out early early in the midseason with, with Dwayne Wade saying it was either New York or L.A. He decided to go to L.A. because of Magic Johnson. He looked up the Magic Johnson. His game is compared to Magic Johnson. We know the whole story behind everything. Let me ask you guys this question. When you look at LeBron James right now in this particular team that he's playing for, did anybody think that this team was going anywhere this year? Did you think that? I thought they would be a middle seed. I did. I thought they were, with LeBron being able to at least help some of them. I knew they wouldn't be able to help all of them, but I, I did believe that they would be able to help some of them. I had them, I think, as a four seed at the start of the year. Because, obviously, new players are not going to be completely intact, but I don't think anyone expected it to be this bad. And the way LeBron carried a really, really bad Cavs team last year all the way to the finals, you would expect it to be not completely smooth, but at least still competitive enough where they'd be He missed 18 games, Speedy. I get that, but still, like you, you would have, I would have expected it to still be higher than it was. Now, obviously, he missed 18 games, and that, that hurts a little more than that in terms of the prediction. I think they'd be in a playoff spot right now if they were, but still, the fact that these guys have underperformed around LeBron was all shocking to me. <laughs> How about you, Mark? Uh, I know you know a lot about LeBron James, and I don't know if you're a big LeBron James fan. Wh- what do you think? And w- when you look at LeBron James and where LeBron James is and, and decided to go play for the Lakers, we know that the Lakers doesn't, don't have another superstar. They have the young players like Lonzo Ball and, and all the players that we, we've gone through, and everybody knows who they are. Why do you think? And I, I do believe the 18 games did affect them because yeah. before he got hurt, they were, I think, a fourth seed. Ever since he got hurt, he missed 18 games. And remember, LeBron James isn't a spring tr- chicken anymore. This is a guy that has has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, how could you say this? 
a lot on his arms, his legs. He, he's played Mileage. a lot of yeah. He's he's played a lot of basketball in the last yeah. nine years. Mm-hmm. I mean, playoff games, Eight straight and, finals. Will do that. Too. It, it's it's ridiculous. Well, what do you think? I mean, LeBron James has has been the center of attention in the offseason because he decided to go and take his talents to L.A. Why is it that the Lakers are not playing good basketball right now in your eyes? Well, yeah, I am a, I'm a, I'm a big Le, uh, LeBron James fan. But, um, look, he's his wor- own worst enemy. I mean, he's the one who's kind of like, you know, recruited and picked a lot of those guys who are playing on that team. The 18 games injury is a, is a big part of it. But uh, – Taking a look at the start of the season, you know, I think there's there's no way that I would project them not making the playoffs, and there's still a lot of you know basketball to be played. So let's see let's see what happens. I think the next couple of three or four weeks are going to be very interesting, um, very competitive, much more competitive conference than what he's accustomed to playing in. So look, I mean, he's made his own bed. Now he's going to lie in it. And uh, it's his own fault. The injuries as well as the players that he's surrounding himself to play on that team. Uh, Mike, I, I know you're not a huge LeBron James fan. a matter of fact, I'm sure you have your own thoughts to LeBron James. When, when you look at the story, and I know you, you didn't think it was going to make, make or break the Lakers getting LeBron James because they don't really have that second and third player. Would you look at the Lakers right now, knowing that there's a couple of good free agents in the offseason that are going to be available, do you see that the Lakers would be a high destination, knowing that LeBron James looks old, he missed 18 games, uh, really in the middle of the season, and right now they might not even make the playoffs. Would you want to go and play with LeBron James, knowing that this team is a borderline or not even going to the make, make the playoffs this year? It all depends, because they still have... You know, a couple of kids, actually two, to where if they at least show something in the season, they're going to have to trade away. But the only difference is would another team want them? You know, I think other GMs are not falling for the whole aspect of, well, if LA wants it, let's just give it to them. It's just not working anymore. So it really all depends. Even though there's a lot of free agents, I think it depends on what type of trade they can make to bring in somebody. Because the ones that are going to be free agents, the majority of them – don't really want to play with him. So that's the key factor. So I think, you know, in knowing that he was going to L.A., he, as he's getting older, he needs people to play with. So I think one will be the trade to bring in a max contract and then obviously maybe shooting at one of the free agents to come in because I believe they have open space for two max. And that's the only way I could see that happening or developing. I don't think any other way is going to work. And... While you're here, I, I do want to get into the Celtics because hmm. I, I, I have been watching a little bit of the Celtics. And they're six and four in their last ten games. They're in fifth they're the fifth seed going into I, I think there's like what, eighteen more games, seventeen more games left to the NBA season before the playoffs. I'm pretty sure I think there's seventeen games left for them. on the team, I guess, but yes, yeah, I think in it's that range. I, I think it's about seventeen games. And right now they're the fifth seed. They're probably gonna be either a fourth or fifth seed. So they're not they're more than likely not to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And that, to me, is a benefit for the Celtics because I think they're a better home team than they are a away team They were significantly year. better in the playoffs at home as well. They yes. only won one road game in comparison. I think they only lost one home game, and that was Game 7 against Cleveland. Let me ask you this question, Mike, because I know you're a lot of, a lot of Celtic fans, and I'm sure Jeff is watching the show right now. Does anybody, does anybody really think... Right now, the way the Celtics are. Last year, what were they? The number one seed in the Eastern Conference? 
No, number two seed. They were the number two seed. So they have taken three steps back instead of one step forward to be the number one seed this year with Kyrie Irving being almost 100% healthy all season long. Jason Tatum has played almost every single game this year. The only person that's been injured practically some parts of the season is Al Horford. Besides that, their team has been practically healthy all season long. They've been practically healthy all season long. Brad Stevens' defense, this, is a, this, is, this was a defensive team throughout the last couple of years. They would have been known for their defense. They were in the top three in defenses for the last two years. This year, they're not even in the top eight. They're not even in the top eight when they were a top three defense in the last three years. You would think that Jason Tatum would be a better player. He has taken not steps, not highly steps back, but he's taken steps back. Jalen Brown is not the same player he was last year. Rozier, who I know you absolutely love, has not been the player that we saw the last two years, and really last year. Rozier really developed into a great player last year, and we were talking about it last year, that Rozier might be in trade talks because now, uh, knowing that Rozier, I think he's a free agent after this year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or is a free, restricted. restricted free agent. That the, the Celtics would use him as trade bait, maybe to go after Anthony Davis. A sign and trade. Yes. We'll go after Anthony Davis. Having the season that he's having right now, where I think he's averaging nine or ten points a game, why would any team want to take Terry Rozier on and have to sign and trade him when he's not having the season that everybody thought he was going to have? Because you don't watch the games. I watch enough games. I probably no, you don't. I probably watch more games than you have. Because here, no, you don't. Yes, this um, year. Yeah, no, <laughs> you don't. How many games did you watch this year? How many games did you watch this year? Every time they're on TV and they play the Lonely Locals, I've always a watched. Lonely Locals. So that's the only games you watch. No, every no, time I said TV. every time they're on TV. I don't have the NBA pass. I watch. I watched. I've watched. Right, so obviously, I probably ESPN, watched about twenty TNT games this year. And the Lonely the Locals. I've watched about twenty games this year. And one thing about Jason and they're Taylor. horrible defensively. Team defense. They're horrible. <laughs> Is, he's not taking a step back. He's just not being the person to take the step forward. So you're not watching games. Because in the last month, he's been averaging 20 and 10 or 20 and 8. So you're not watching games. So, so you're going to sit here and tell me because yeah, the I'm last month, because of last month, because of one month, because Kevin Knox, no, in, no, Kevin only, Knox no, in the I'm month of is, December was said, averaging 18 points a game. you also said that they, they've been mostly healthy. No, they have not. Who, who's been, been injured? Who's been injured? Kyrie Irving has been injured a lot this year and has not really? played a lot of games. How, really? How many Hawford games? has been injured. Speedy, Marcus, how many games? Check, Marcus, check that out. Marcus Morris has been injured. How, how many games has Kyrie Irving played this year? I bet you he's played over 50 games. I bet you he's played over 50 games or close to 50 games. So to tell me and sit yeah, here. Yeah, 49. Okay, so he's played almost 50 games and they have 17 games left. How many games is that, Mike? Let's do the mathematical equation here. There is 17 games out. left. Okay. 17 games left. So 17. What's 17 plus 50, Mike? I don't know. 49? That's <laughs> 67, Mike. So in, in all in all, he's missed maybe 13 games. Okay? 13 games in a season where we've seen Kyrie Irving miss a tremendous amount of games. Last year, he missed half the season. Okay, this guy Actually, is your best. He missed most of the season. Well, he missed Gordon half the Hayward season. Missed the whole season. Yeah, I think Ky- I think Kyrie Irving got hurt after the trade deadline last year. He missed half the season. He missed like twenty five <laughs> games. He missed twenty five or twenty six games. So having your best player on the court, your best player on the court, you can't win as many games. Your defense has gotten worse, 
and you're going to blame. And I know what you're going to say. Well, this is Kyrie Irving's fault. The young players, the young players are, are supposed to develop, and da 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 da. And last year, the young players had more time on the court. By the way, Jalen Brown is playing just as many minutes as he did last year. What is he doing this year? He's taking a step back. Again, Rozier really is playing only two minutes less than he did last year. Two minutes less than he did last year. By the way, he's averaging, what, five more points less than he was last year? You're telling me I'm not watching the game. I'm watching the game. I'm watching what this team is. I am. I think Jason Tatum is the face of the Celtics in the future because I believe that the way this team is playing, and I think they're going to get knocked out early in the playoffs. I really do. Kyrie Irving's going to flee. I, if, if this team doesn't make it to the finals this year, and this is a team that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, he is going to flee. Why would he stay with the Celtics? Would you stay with the Celtics? Would you stay with the Celtics right now when this team was supposed to be better than they were last year, now that Gordon Hayward has a full season under his legs? On his legs? You have all these players that are supposed to develop. Jason Tatum is supposed to be a better player than he was last year. And Jalen Brown, everybody is talking about, oh my God, Jalen Brown's going to be a 20-10 and 10 guy. Athletic, unbelievable. What has he done this year? What has he done this year? And I'm not watching the games because I'm completely blind. Because I'm watching these games and I'm just saying. No, all you do is look up his name and see what the stat line is. Really? Is that all I do? And probably make your I watch more basketball than you do all season long. Guarantee. I watch more basketball games than any sport. I'll agree with that. Than any sport. But here's the thing. You're watching the Knicks. That's not really, really? basketball. Really? <laughs> I've watched more Celtic games. That's more college basketball than Actually, professional basketball. I've watched almost as much or more Celtic games than the Knicks this year. Uh, I mean, I've watched them. I've watched them. Really? Celtics have been really? on a lot this year. What happened? They've been on a lot this year. What do you mean been on a lot? They've been on TV yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah they yeah, have. I know they that. have. And I've watched them a lot. I've watched them on NBA TV at least 10 times this year. I've watched them on TNT at least seven times this year. I also watched them on ESPN. How many times? Probably seven or eight times. They weren't on TV that much. Yes, they have been. Yes, they <laughs> have been. You're, you're up to like 20s. I'll tell you. Yeah, they've been on TV over 20 times. I would say. I think Over so. 20 times, Mike. No, they, they've Guaranteed. Been, they've been Guaranteed. on TNT four times. They've been on ESPN three times. And How, wait, hold on one second. And obviously the lonely locals. I've been. I, I've been with. I've been so with twenty times. I've been no, with. That's about eight, ten, twelve. Mark, I'm, to me, it just seems like they're on either TNT or NBA TV at least all the time. Week. All the time. And I, it could just be my uh, perception. No, you're right because it, we've I been we've been at the bar a couple of times. A, yes, we run a lot of the games yes. too. It just seems like there's. Well, you've been going been, right when the seventy sixes, but I don't know. I could. The 76ers, I think, have more flash appeal, though. I think they would be on more because of that. Well, everybody wants to see the hype of Embiid and Simmons and all that. Well, now the team is going to be on a lot because they're probably the most talented team in the Eastern Conference now, now that they added the pieces that they did at the trade deadline. But I've seen the Celtics a lot on, on national TV. They were also, I think they were also on Channel Four one time. This I think, I think it was uh, Christmas time. Christmas, yeah, the, Christmas time. Yeah, they were on Channel Four. Yeah. I, I, I watched them a lot this year, just on regular TV, regular TV, at least twenty five times, twenty four, twenty five times. I've watched them enough, Mike. I've watched them enough. They're not the defensively sound team that they were last year. They're not. They're not even close. And Brad Stevens looks a little bit more uptight on the sidelines than he has in the last three seasons. He really has. He could, it, 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 to me, this is not the same team that every, especially the Celtic fans, you being a Celtic fan, could imagine that they were going to be this year. You thought they were going to be a fifth or sixth seed going into the playoffs? No, coming off last year, no. I just think that, you know, watching this year, 
they have too many guys playing the same position, and I think that's the problem. There's, there's, there's only one ball to go around, and there's only certain people that they want to feed, and it's hindered other players because it's too many players at the same position, and I think that's the problem. Well, yeah, that's in Hayward, I think, playing more. Maybe that has affected the chemistry with the young players, too. Well, no, it's intertwined because he signed a big contract, so you want to try to get him going. Right. So when you basically when, the same when, thing as everyone you know, else. When you give, yeah. when you give, you know, when you're trying to force feed him the ball and he's taking up shots and he's not making it, you know, coming off a, a complete year that was completely missed and trying to get him back because he was your big free agent ticket the year before and then missed the whole season. See, that's the problem, is that the Celtics kids are deferring instead of taking charge. Where last year when they weren't on the court and Gordon and Kyrie, they took charge because they had to. This year they're deferring the ball more to the veterans. Yeah, which is why I think. I would have tried to trade him if I were the Celtics last year because they have all those kinds trade of wings. Trade who? Gordon, Gordon, off an Gordon Hayward. Nobody yeah. can take him off an injury unless they see. Now, there could be a possibility after this offseason or maybe anything's possible. The only thing I know is that I think they realize they have too many guys that can play at the same. They have too many guys that are 6'6 six, six to 6'8 six, that could pretty much play the two, wing three, and players, four. Yeah. Too many of them. Right. Well, and I knew that was going to be the problem. You know, just I didn't think it was going to hinder, but it's hindering the whole. No, it's hindering the aspect of who should shoot and who should pass that mentality. Well, don't you don't you think this will affect Kyrie Irving's decision to stay in with no, the Celtics? No, honestly, no. I do. No, because, I absolutely do. Because that extra year, and in all honesty, and I'll say this, the Celtics are a winning team with Kyrie Irving off the ball, off the, injured. They have a winning record when he's not playing. So in all honesty, I don't really care if he stays or goes. But the bottom line is this. I know because here's another factor. And I hate to say this, Kyrie Irving is not a winning player. He's a clutch player. He's not a winning player. Because he didn't win. It was LeBron James that won. He was just clutch when it mattered, but he's not a winning player. It was all LeBron James. So to be honest with you, as a Celtic fan, I don't care if he stays or goes, but what I always tell you about free agency, money talks. That extra year is the reason why he's going to stay. I don't care either way, but that's usually what happens. Money talks in free agency. It's interesting, but again, I still think Kyrie Irving's going to be on his way out. Oh, I hope so. I, I, I do believe that's going to happen. Anyways, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into the NFL. I do want to get into the NFL, the combine. We are going to get into the Bryce Harper, Harper sweepstakes. It seems like it's an everlasting thought on what's going to happen with Bryce Harper. Some people have said there were multiple teams that offered him over $300 million. A lot of people believe that the Phillies are the, the go-getter to get them, but there is a story that is is coming out now that the Dodgers might be the lead team to get Bryce Harper. When we come back, we'll get into that. All you have to do to go to our website, go to our website and you can follow all the shows. All you have to do is go to www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Again, it's worldwidesportsradio.com. This is Down to the Wire, and we'll be back after this you're, you're, you're listening to the worldwide sports radio network you're, 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 you're listening, listening to, to down, down to, to the, the wire, wire on the worldwide sports radio network it feels like we're having musical chairs today and i know i moved from the production end because i just wanted to see what was going on with the computer system and the the stream uh, i think i have an idea what's going on so all the fans out there that have have watched us and have had problems watching us throughout the stream. I, I'm hoping that I figured it out. But anyways, all you have to do to listen to us every single day is go to our website at www. 
dot sports well that's not sports i'm sorry worldwide sports radio.com and you can go to our periscope twitter instagram facebook and snapchat and go to uh worldwide sports radio and check us out anyways i want to get into some football talk before we get into any of the baseball extravaganza what's going on in spring training and i do want to get into this particular story right now with the antonio brown saga and Le'Veon bell saga I know a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and I, I've sent out, I've sent out some shares to the Pittsburgh fans, and a lot of Pittsburgh fans are telling, uh, you know, telling me that Le'Veon Bell is not going to the Jets, and Antonio Brown isn't going to the Jets, and I, I would tell you this: I don't want him. To you go shouldn't to the Jets. want Antonio Brown. I don't the want Jets, any of them. The Jets don't have enough to sacrifice with draft capital right now. I don't want any of them. I don't want I don't want Antonio Brown. I don't want Le'Veon Bell. I, I don't want any one of those guys. I think they're both cancers in the locker room. But this story is it's getting bigger right now because the stories are coming out about Le'Veon Bell stating that he wants to make over $15 million a year. He wants to be the highest paid running back in NFL history. Antonio Brown, if he gets traded, if he gets traded, which he will, he's going to want a new contract. He wants the contract that he has ripped up, and he wants to have a new contract. He wants to get more guaranteed money, and he wants to make more money than Odell Beckham is making yearly. And Odell Beckham, I think, is making close to, I think, $18 million. I thought it was a, yeah, I thought it was a five-year. It's about $18 I, I think million. It's $17.5 million It's about $18 million. Yeah. And he wants to make more than Odell Beckham. He thinks he's a better player than Odell Beckham. He thinks he's a more prized player right now at the age of 31 when Odell Beckham's only 25 years old. And more skilled. What, Odell Beckham? Yeah, you more, think he's you think he's more better skill wise. Brown really? is better stat wise. Hold on one second. So you think that Odell Beckham is more skilled than Antonio Brown in terms of well, what he I can get, do I as a receiver? What he's saying, yeah. yeah, I think he, could he do means more. like in the catching and the speed department. Right. Antonio Brown, you know, is just a very good route runner and just gets open. Right. Uh, but I understand what he's saying. I think he means like obviously Odell Beckham's much faster than Antonio Brown. And probably has better hands where he can catch the ball with one hand. Jumping to you know, yeah, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. More athletic right. ability, but Antonio Brown's the best receiver we've seen. Yeah, but how much faster is he than Antonio Brown? I mean, well, I don't I, think it's that much. I, but. I think he's much faster because Antonio. I, I haven't seen Antonio Brown take a slot and take it to the house. I've watched Odell take it to the slot right. and take it to the house. And the other thing, too, is he's because he's 31 years old and has to rely on that speed because he's not big, that could start to diminish soon. It's, it's very, very interesting. And this story is going to start to linger because, obviously, as you know, the combine is this weekend. And I believe things are going to start happening after this weekend. After the combine is over, you get to see the wide receivers. You get to see the running backs. And free agency will open up July 1st. Uh, I think it's July 1st. Am I right? Is it July? Free agency? Yeah, free agency. I think, is it July 1st? Well, no, is free agency is in March. March, March. I'm sorry. So free March, ag- I think, 13th. I don't know I why believe. I said July, but yeah. March. So it, it's right after the combine. So right. hockey free agency. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, right now, when you, when you look at the free agency marketing opening up in a couple of weeks, yeah. and, and, and you look at all the players that are available, after the combine, you pretty much know if you need Le'Veon Bell, or if you need Antonio Brown. Now, there's a lot of teams that could use Le'Veon Bell and use Antonio Brown. They're both very talented players uh, of their respectable positions. And Le'Veon Bell, when healthy, when he's on the field, he's probably the best all-around running back in the league. And Antonio Brown, when he is 100% and he shuts his mouth and he's playing the game, he's probably the best all-around wide receiver in the league as well. But the question is, and my question to you guys is, and my argument to all the fans out there, 
And I, it's, not, it's not a Jets thing. I, I, I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say that. Well, you're a Jet fan. That's why. That, that is completely off. Off topic of what I'm saying. I don't care if the Jets get Antonio Brown. I don't care if they get Le'Veon Bell. I really don't. Why is it that it seems like every single big-time player that leaves the Pittsburgh Steelers is demanding things? Plaxico Bores, you remember when, with the Giants mm-hmm. and the way the Giants got that contract? He wanted to leave Pittsburgh. He could have stayed in Pittsburgh. And maybe if he stayed in Pittsburgh, he probably wouldn't have gotten in, in that trouble, that, that gun problem over there in a club in New York City. Oh, screwed that whole season, yeah. They were okay, 12 after they, won a, after they won the Super Bowl. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, they were having one of the best seasons they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Remember that year? I think they were— They were 10-0. and 10-0. And then they struggled down the stretch. Right. They, they still won the division, but it was hard for them to win the division. But they were going into the playoffs on a cold, and they got upset by the Eagles. The question is, why is it that all these wide receivers, running backs that leave the Pittsburgh Steelers are demanding things? Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Santonio Holmes, Plaxico Borez. Do we want to go into more? We can go into defensive players, too. Rodney uh, Harrison. Harrison was another one. Demanded a bigger contract because he thought he was one of the best pass rushers in the league. Didn't he have an off-field issue after he retired? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he came back. He played for the Bengals and went back to Pittsburgh. I mean, all these guys. Why is it? And and this has a lot to do with Mike Tomlin. And this this is where my argument comes in. Everybody talks about Mike Tomlin being arguably one of the best coaches in all of the NFL. And that anybody would take Mike Tomlin on if he became a free agent or he gets fired from his organization. Now, I'm not saying Mike, Mike Tomlin isn't a good head coach. He doesn't know how to control his players. He's never controlled any of his players. This has been a problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers year in and year out. Mm-hmm. He had the same problem last year with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, we all know that Ben Roethlisberger has been talking about retirement. Now all of a sudden, Mike Tomlin came out a couple of weeks ago and said that the leader of this team and the guy that people should be listening to is Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been their best player in five years. Le'Veon Bell, if, if, it's, not, if it's not Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell has been the best player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it depends on the season. Why is it... That when Ben Roethlisberger came out this year and was talking about Le'Veon Bell coming back from, you know, the, at the trade deadline, he had to come back and they were talking about him training and, and, and working out close to Pittsburgh. Why was there stories coming out that when Ben Roethlisberger was getting interviewed that he was saying, well, Connor's a bit, he's a great running back. And if, if that guy over there, he didn't even mention his name. He didn't even give him, he didn't even say his name. If he's coming uh-huh. back, well, then he's coming back. He didn't. He doesn't even respect the players that helped turn him into the player that he is. He blames them, too, if they do something wrong. This team is all over the place. This has been the same problem with the Giants in the last couple of years. That's why Gettleman took over the team, and Gettleman is a no-nonsense no <laughs> type of GM right now. He's not taking any crap. The whole Flowers thing you saw going into the season, all the crap that he was talking about that he should have been starting, he got his chance to start at the right tackle position, <laughs> he got rid of him. Okay? This and is, then he went to the Jaguars, and the Jaguars were on a seven-game losing streak. This has been a problem. Not a, all these NFL teams, they, they, they pamper these guys. They pamper. Mike Tomlin is one of those coaches that have been pampering his players year in and year out. 
And this is a problem for the NFL because the CBA is going to be, I think the new CBA is going to start coming up, I think, in two, three years from now. 2023, I believe. Is Which is it's three years from now. Yeah. It's three years from now. What are they going to do right now? And you talk about arbitration. Oh, four years? It's four years from now? All right, so four years from now. What are they going to do when we're talking about franchise tagging? Now, this franchise tag situation is not helping these players. These players aren't playing that Players long don't like being franchised twice. That's why. Why would you want to be franchised? And, and, and there's no guaranteed money. Now, if, if the NFL, these players are putting their lives on the line. And, and, and these quarterbacks are making a ton of money. And I understand it's the most important position. But without the running back, without the wide receivers, without the pass rushers, how do you expect to win a Super Bowl? This is, this is something that you have to look at. And getting back into Mike Tomlin, is Mike Tomlin can't control his players enough not to speak about their contracts on live radio, not speaking about it on live TV. How about this? Antonio Brown two years ago in face, on Facebook. Embarrassing. Embarrassing during the playoffs. Embarrassing the Pittsburgh Steelers and their organization. In a game you won on freaking six field goals. <laughs> This is a problem, okay? And it's not, it's not only the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's all these organizations. Look at the Bengals the last couple of years. Well, they have the opposite problem. Where their team doesn't say disciplined. But that's what I'm saying. Disciplined? Right. Do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are disciplined right now? No. <laughs> when you're looking at Antonio no, Brown demanding, going on national radio, going on social media, posting up pictures of him in a San Francisco 49ers jersey, or telling and telling everybody that he demands to be traded because he deserves to make the money that Odell Beckham is making? Because Odell Beckham is the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history? And that he has better numbers than Odell Beckham? Why is it that these... GMs and the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh ownership, where everybody talks about they're always stingy. It's not even about that. Everybody talks about all these owners, the good owners on on the top, the first six NFL teams. You talk about the Green Bay Packers. You talk about the Giants. You talk about uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. All these teams that we talk about, all the first top teams, the Chicago Bears, always good ownership. Old school teams. Okay, the good ownership and good GMs. Always good ownership and good GMs. Mm. Why is it? And this is a good topic because this throws me off. Why is it in the last five years the Pittsburgh Steelers have had problems with their players? On and off the field. Both of them. On and off the field. And the Giants. On and off their field. Everybody talks about the Roonies and... and, 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 um, The Maras. The Maras being the... The, the, the teams, the, the owners that all these teams should look up to. Mimic how they develop and how they bring in contracts and, and pay players. They should follow the Maras and, and the Roonies. Why is it that the, in the last three seasons they've had problems with the, the Maras? Have Millennial had players probably, I think is what it is. I think they have an old school style that isn't adjusting to a lot of these newer players Jack that Rabbit, are trying to get paid for the first time. Jack Rabbit had a dead body in his basement in the offseason last year. Okay? Mm-hmm. Jack Rabbit, is he still on the team? Is he still on the Giants? Yes. yes. Okay? The Giants, the Maras, who talk about keeping the players, keeping everything in-house. Keeping everything professional. That's why they brought Dave Gettleman. Jack Rabbit's still on the team. 
How long did it take? Wait till the off season. Yeah, 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 but he was. Yeah, this happened last off season. No, no, no. I know no, that, but I'm yeah, saying, it's his brother. I mean, that's not fair to kind of like pin that whole thing on. Was him. Was in his he house. Was, was in a completely different state. He was away. I understand more, your point. His brother is not for nothing. I guess. I you don't think right, he knows more evidence about it? could still come out though? I'm too. not going to comment. Even no, no, I mean, what the hell do I know? You're, you're, you're accusing him. I'm not. I'm not. He thought someone's going to get killed in his house. I would like to think that he didn't know. But we would like to think. But Jack Rabbit has had. A background he of violence. Saint, he is has a background in violence, right? But, and he could still be affiliated Look, with it in some way. We don't know that. That go out and and, and take the mercenary route. Um, you see it all over the league. These are some of the things that kind of like you know pop up here. You have a lot of players that are coming in. They want the money. They're not really kind of like you know uh, entrenched with the whole team concept here. And look, they're out for themselves. But I don't think Jack Rabbit fits that mold. Um, I think he's actually been a pretty good teammate with a couple of... Okay, that's one. Know. How about that kicker? The kicker? How about the kicker two years ago? Well, he, What's his he, name again? Oh, he, Josh Brown. Josh Brown. Oh, Josh Brown. They, don't even get me started. How that about Josh terrible. Brown? And they cut him. They cut him at the yeah, end of the season. Three, well, yeah, three, they, three weeks they, afterwards. But they, they kept they, they it underwrapped yeah. until it got... It they gained, knew about it, too. Right. It gained more traction than they had to do what they had to do. They knew about it, too. I think every NFL... Pretty much every team has done that in a way until it spirals out of control. Yeah, but, but it's, it's still a bad look. I agree. The way that they source information, the way that it kind of like gets exposed, I mean, whether it's the league or individual teams, they all seem to take very similar route in which they but don't this know. Is, this is my problem right now. These players are running. So you think they do know? I absolutely believe they do. I, I think, think, I think right a lot of teams do know, but what it is is that when you're already in a season – and you don't yeah, really you have win. You're not, right. Yeah, you don't have a viable know. option. You'll worry about that in the off season to where then you're able to get that viable option if you don't have one on the team. Teams hide it so much. So well, can even get knocked out like last week. Is Jack, a problem with is Jack with Rabbit still on the team? I think Jack Rabbit will be on the team this year. No, I think he'll end up. I don't know, man. I think. I, I think, think he's going to be well, gone. I think he will be on the yeah. team, too. I, think I, either really him I don't think so. I think, I think one of them will the stay. I think either Vernon or, or Jack I think they're both going to get released. I think Vernon's going to get released. I think Jack Rabbit could possibly be traded at the draft. I think Jack Rabbit's going to make that. I, I think he's on a team. And They and don't have anything else besides that. But I that that's what you ever heard of free agency? Yes, that's true. Yeah, uh, but you ever heard of drafting? All right, you don't know. No, I know that. Unless but, you have a crystal ball, you have, ball, to, you have, you no have to see how that goes. I think they could draft a corner. It's very possible. They could draft a lot of things. I'm you just, don't know. I'm can, just saying that they can get they can get defensive backs that we don't know that that are not star plays, but you know what? No, are good I, enough, and you don't know. Free right, I know that. Tell a lot. I know that. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to be impulsive with him. As, as what my point's going to be until they end up solving those oh, problems. I if they if they go sign Ronald Darby and draft Greedy Williams fifth overall or sixth overall fine then you go tr- go cut him whatever don't take that chance anymore but if you don't and you're trusting uh, a guy a supplemental draft guy in sam beal coming off an injury and whatever other crap that they have a corner I, I don't know <laughs> in this specific case i think what they'll do is they'll wind up keeping jack rabbit and if anything they'll get rid of vernon um, i think he's gone anyway a lot, of, a lot of defensive ends coming out of this year's draft I, I think vernon is so much interiors gone. too and I think if they grab, you know, two or three and draft maybe some corners. And how much money are they saving? I'm, I'm not even sure what the. They, what I the think they have $37.5 in cap right now, if I remember correctly. Which no, but how much would they save by getting rid of Vernon or. Jack I think it'll go up ball? to like 50, 50 to 55. But still, you're creating a new hole if you do that, too. Which the corners in free agency, while they are there are some good ones there, it isn't great. And the defensive line. You don't need to be great in a certain system. See, that's the difference. 
See, that, that's the problem with a lot of people that they think you got to get great players. No. You just got to get players no, I know that, that fit the system. Right. I know that. But because here's the I've thing. Because I've seen corners that look phenomenal in other teams, and they really stink. No, I know they that. They just fit that system. No, yeah. I know that. And that that's the, any corner, that's why I think – People are overreacting to trying to get rid of these guys when it's it's year one of James Betcher's system. Like, let them get used to it. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking no, about. No, but I think the Giants will do want to get rid of Jack Rabbit yeah. to get that headache off the team. That's why I say I think he's gone. But right now they don't have a backup plan. If they did, maybe I'd give it to you. But not right now. Right now they don't have a backup plan. Right. And they traded they away could. Eli we Apple. They traded Eli Apple away. Well, that wasn't really he was much a cancer. Of a, well, he stinks too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just I'm, sour apple. Well, first sour of all, apple. you say you say you say he stunk, but he did in the first five games of the season. He was, he was one of the best. He was one of the best corners. He, he wasn't was, bad. For he them. was good in he, the first five he games. Wasn't great. He wasn't bad for them. He was good in the first five games. Everybody said. Everybody said that he did. They play anyone good in the first five. Games. <laughs> but that's not the point, Speedy. You're an NFL team. You're, you're going to defend against a good wide receiver one way or another. Okay? So that's not even my argument. My argument here is that these teams are not controlling their players. And these owners that are very well respected throughout the league are not controlling the the way of the way of their cloth where where they believe that if these players and Le'Veon Bell finally got what he wanted. It's funny, Le'Veon Bell, as soon as he got let go, and he got he decided that they decided not to franchise him. He's posting up, uh, he's posting up things. Thank God I'm free, and he puts up like a like a gate or something or a cage, like he was stuck in a cage. Like he's he's posting up. He's making the Pittsburgh Steelers look really really bad when the Pittsburgh Steelers should have dropped him last year. They should have let him go last year. Instead, they kept him on. He's an idiot because he lost a year of making probably around thirteen or fourteen million dollars, which made no sense. And he misses a year of of his football career, you, which could cost him not making the Hall of Fame. Do you, do you guys believe the rumors that are being brought out right now that he's over like two hundred fifty pounds now because no, he's out of football shape? No. Yeah, I heard that. I yeah, don't, I heard I don't I believe don't, it. I don't. I don't believe it. And anything's possible, but I don't believe it either. I don't believe it. I, I think it's all a story. They always are, just like Muhammad Wilkerson. Remember when they were talking about Muhammad Wilkerson over like 30 pounds overweight, and then he was sending pictures all over social media that he was, he, he was in great shape and stuff like that. It's just a story. People, the story is here that these Pittsburgh Steelers, we talk about Antonio Brown, why is it their two best players are the ones that demanding that they want out? Why is it? Because Mike Tomlin can't control his players. Now, obviously, the Roonies have decided to keep Mike Tomlin on, but this is a Which team. I think is a mistake. I think it's a mistake, too. Listen, I know you started off with basically saying Mike Tomlin is a great coach. Just he is a good think. coach. He is. He's a good regular season coach. He can't. He's just not. He doesn't win games when it matters, and that's the playoffs. So and they all. They all. He's got to move on. He's had talented teams. Just never got him over the. He heart. also. Even in his one Super Bowl win, inherited a really good team too. It's not like he was correct drastically right. no. different in terms of making the coach different. The only reason they got to the Super Bowl that year was again they it's inherited Cowboys a really team. good team, no, that's, that's and that just fair. happened the year yes, Tom Brady that's got hurt. Here it is. I don't think it's fair either. You're, you're right. Yeah. I, I, it's not fair because you, even it's with any coach, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter what team. Because if if Bill, coach, yeah, if Bill Callahan, you saw Bill Callahan took over Oakland. Bill Callahan, uh, uh, no Callahan. Okay. Bill, no, he's talking Bill, about the 2003 Raiders. Yes, yeah, yeah, so Raiders. Oh. He took over the Oakland Raiders and he brought them all the way to the Super Bowl and he was using Chucky's team. Correct. And 
He almost won. So if he won, he won the Super Bowl against Chucky against Tampa Bay. So you're going to say, oh, he took over his team. That's why he won. Well, in a you could, sense, you could say it's that players, right? Right. You could say that. I know at, what at you're times, saying, but it's his players. No, I know what he's saying too. But here's the thing: Mike Tomlin has also, after those guys, that core from the from the Steelers defense left, the Ike Taylor's, Palomalu's, all guys like that. After they started left, he never was really able to replace all those players with good players. They had Shazier for a little while. They had the two ends in Hayward and Tua, but they've never been able to draft well on defense, and he's known for defense. He was a he was their uh, cornerback coach, I think, when, when Cowher was coaching there. So the fact that he's been able, never able to replace it, never able to build a whole team like that, and not to mention what you guys have been saying in terms of not being able to control his, his good players that he does have is problematic. Well, Cowher retired after he won that Super Bowl, right? Yes. So and then it went for, what, another five or six years later. So Tomlin's been there. He was there for a good five or six years. Tomlin's been there to for a while. He, Mike Tomlin, he's inherited that Super Bowl team. Mike Tomlin's just, been there for at least ten years. The only difference is, is, is that he's been there for a while yeah. when they won or when Ben won his second Super Bowl. The, I think, the I think, whole thing is is that while he's been there, they've still been a talented team and possibly one of the teams to always come out of the AFC, and they just never got it done. Yeah, but and there were there's a yeah, lot of well, games you, and seasons they underperformed too. Tomlin took over some pretty good teams. Tomlin took over in 2005, I think. I think because Cal because the first year Ben Roethlisberger won the Super Bowl. His first it was the 0506 season. It was 0506. He's been there 14 yeah. years. Wow. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. 13, 14 oh, years. So he's been there a long, long time. Has he even like where you know that's that's my point. And they've been you know, oh, granted even though the defensive players have left, they gotten oh. older. Whatever, Pittsburgh has still been talented enough. Yes. Hey, look, Made the same playoffs, thing that he's going through they just right can't now events. got Coughlin fired a couple of years ago, so I don't see much of a difference there. Well, well, Coughlin got fired. I mean, the whole team is in disarray. It's it's a shame what happened to Mike uh, Tom Coughlin because yeah, I think if Tom if Tom Coughlin, yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, bad drafting, horrible players. That had nothing to do with Tom Coughlin. They didn't want to spend any right. money. Right, yeah, they Jerry Reese being money. terrible. Like right. No, that's my point. Jerry Reese being horrible right. and it falls down on the coach. Yeah. And, and it's a it's a shame because. This Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh actually has quality players. They just can't advance once they get to the playoffs. The problem is they play. Their players are all the same style too. Like they always have speed guys. They're small speed guys, and yet when they go play against good matchup, physical man-to-man teams, they can't do it. He either. has no control over his team. That's the problem. All his he's players, too much of a player. Yes, he he has no control. Tower was demanding and strict. Yeah, I, look at Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, the players loved him. You know why it didn't work out with him in the Jets, and that's why he was only there for five years? Here's the reason why. Because when it came down to the nitty and the gritty, when they needed to add players, he took Mangini's team over. Yes, he brought him to two AFC title games. After that, when they were trying to build a team around with him and Tannenbaum, he couldn't figure, after he brought in players like Geno Smith and all those other <laughs> guys, it screwed, it screwed the chemistry, and he couldn't control the players. He couldn't control all those characters that were in the locker room. That was the problem with Rex Ryan. Look at look at all the look at all the teams that Rex Ryan had when he took over that team. Three years, those teams were really good teams. Could have been Super Bowl championship teams. They were very good defensively. Very good. Very good. They got very away good. from a little bit what they were really good they just, at. They know? just had issues. Robin? I said they got away from some stuff that they were really good Absolutely. at. Absolutely. And, and it cost them in the end. I mean, it's it cost them his job, yeah. He couldn't control, he couldn't control San Antonio Holmes. Well, what I was just going to say, yeah. what it was is he Pittsburgh had a, Steeler. He had an unbelievable defense. Unbelievable. He just couldn't defense. find the formula for offense. That's and then what they it was. Start bringing in some of the couldn't couldn't control Darrell Revis from not showing up to camp because he wanted more money. More money. 
Okay? Seems to be a And the Jets should have just paid him. They should have just paid him, but they didn't. So they, he had probably He was too much of a player's coach, and that cost him his job. What cost him a job in Buffalo? Being a player's coach. And That's, ruining that defense, and, too. Well, he, he, he dismantled that whole defense. Right. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Those defense, that was like especially a top five the def- defense, right? Especially right? the defensive linemen that were really good the season before. Then once they switched to Ryan's defense, they couldn't do it. The, really, the only guy that strived was his draft pick was Ronald Darby when he was there. And that, that to me, is that was the problem for Rex Ryan. It's these coaches, and it's not only the Pittsburgh Steelers. This, this is where my argument is, and we, we spent a lot of time on this. This is the problem with coaching in the NFL now. See, do you ever hear this with Bill Belichick? I mean, seriously. Have you heard anything with Bill Belichick? With, besides Hernandez. Not before, from a culture besides, No, besides Aaron Hernandez in that situation. And how are you going to control that? Yeah. Have you heard anything from, from Bill Belichick? Not at all. He's not a player's coach. He's a coach. That's what he does. You don't want to play there, right. he gets rid of you. He's a strategy coach. Yeah, yes. You, you talk, everybody talks about Adam Gase. How, oh, he did. Adam Gase got rid of players that didn't want to play for him. He got rid of them. He's like, it didn't matter who it was. Ajayi, get out of here. I don't want you. They traded him for what? A fifth-round draft pick? A fourth-round draft pick? <laughs> well, thanks, was, thanks, Dolphins corrupt front office. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> when, when, this is, this is where, that's why I think when you have, these, you have these player coaches, they never work. They never work. They never, even though he's been there a long time and he's a good coach, it never works. When, you, when you're inherited, and he did inherit Ben Roethlisberger. Cowler drafted him the year, a year and a half before Cowler retired, and he took over arguably one of the best quarterbacks of this age, one of the top five quarterbacks we've seen in this era. Okay? He inherited Ben Roethlisberger. Sam Darnold, Adam Gase inherited from Todd Bowles. I know it's only one year, but if, if we go back, if, Todd, if Sam Darnold turns out to be the quarterback that everybody thinks he's going to be, including me, they're going to they're say, well, Adam, you, you inherited Sam. You didn't draft him. You weren't a part of that draft. You inherited him. If they become successful. The only thing I look about Adam Gase and some of the coaches, I just need two coaches, Bill Belichick, Adam Gase. These guys are not players' coaches. They're not. They're a guy, they're, they want to win. They're not going to pamper you. Greg Williams is not going to pamper you. You don't want to play? Get the hell out of here. This is the problem. These NFL players should be, paying, be paid guaranteed money. They should, there should be no, well, we're, we're going we're gonna to offer you $80 million, uh, but we're only giving you $30 million guaranteed. We can drop you in three years after the after we feel that you're not good anymore. That's to me, that's bull. You're giving this guy at the age of 26, 80 million dollars. He should live out to that contract, just like an NBA player does, just like an MLB player does, just like an NHL player does. Why is it that football players are the only players that don't get guaranteed money? Because there's more changes and there's more players on a roster. That has nothing. That has nothing to do. The CBA needs to change. This is the problem right now with the NFL. That's why these players are running rampant. That's where this whole conversation so, begins. But, okay, so here's so, so I got a question. Give them more money. You think the answer so? is give them more guaranteed money. <laughs> okay. Now I got a question. If you're giving them so the players million. union's going to love that. Yeah. Well, well no, no. Here's the thing. I mean, they all guarantee. Hold on. They are getting guaranteed money. It's up to them to sign into whatever is being offered. 
So they don't really have to sign it. There is guaranteed money. Then they're never going to get signed. <laughs> then that's their problem. I mean, <laughs> I mean let's, let, let's call a spade a spade. There is guaranteed contract. money. It's just whatever they sign for. So there is guaranteed money. It's up to them whether they sign it for. Uh, you know, the only difference is, you know, being the quarterback and concussions and the health issues and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole different ballgame. But there is guaranteed money in football. It's just not all contracts are not fully guaranteed. That's the difference. But it is guaranteed money in the NFL. I think, again, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, they're getting guaranteed money in the contract. They're getting, okay, we're going to give you an $85 million contract. For, for instance, Von Miller. Von Miller got, what, an $80 million, $85 million contract from the Broncos. It was the highest paid linebacking contract, what was it, three years ago, four years ago, after coming off the Super Bowl win. Okay, it was unbelievable in the Super Bowl. He got that contract. He got $40 million or $45 million guaranteed. The other money is not guaranteed. Right, so it's mostly bonuses and all that other stuff. No, it wasn't even bonuses. It's not guaranteed. But it's, no, it, no, I know that, but I'm saying yeah. that's, that's, what, that's what makes a contract But that's, that's, a, that's a problem because I, I, I look at it with the NBA. You got Steph Curry making $45 million a year, and the, and the NFL is making more money. They're making more money right now. But they now. have a lot more impactful players that need to be paid to make a good NFL team. Okay. You could win with a duo or a trio in the NBA and be fine. But that's, that, that's not my point here. You're putting your life on the line. You're putting your body on the line. It is 110% dangerous. And I know what you're going to say. Well, they don't have to play. You're absolutely right. They don't have to play. But then again, why is it that they're the only sport? They're the high, first of all, they're making more money. Their, their, their organization is making more money than any sport worldwide. Why is it that their players are the only players not getting the $100 million guaranteed contracts? Because Why are there's they? too many of them to pay, and right, right now so the NFL pay, salary caps don't, can't compensate for that kind of money. They have too big of rosters right. to fill into a cap space. Right. Right. Everybody and you pay. can't win with just three players in the NFL. You All need, right. a, you need you a team. The, you need balance. You pay, you pay your best players the guaranteed money. That's what you do. You pay your best players the guaranteed money. There has to be something. If Von Miller is one of the top three linebackers in the league, why isn't he getting $100 million guaranteed? Because the Broncos need a lot, a, a lot of other things Raise the salary cap. Raise the salary well, you're making, It's progressively they, they going are. up, but yeah. they, it can only go up so far. It's for going up progressively every year. I think now it's 182 or 183 million. It used to be under 50. And paying like, 53 people? That's a lot. Right, right. And the way the well, salary, some of these players are Not only that, salaries teams. are going up and up and up. I mean, How much does a kicker make? Well, uh, I just found out uh, Gold uh, just, got franchise, yeah. just got franchised. Yeah, he's so that's going to be 5 million. He's one of the best kickers in the league. Right. I mean, I'm talking that's about. That's a kicker. Uh, 5 million. He's I'm one sorry. Of the, he's, I understand you're great. I'm one, not paying a kicker he's $5 still, million. Dollars. He's still one of the best kickers in the league. I he has been. That. He has okay, been. Okay, right. so, so you're looking at some of your special teams, guys. You don't even know some of their names. I'll tell you this. I'm a football fan. I'm a Jeff fan. I can't. I can honestly tell you. The, the, the 12 guys, 11 guys that are going out on the field for the Jets in their special teams. Well, because most know of them are the reserves. Right? Yeah, I probably right. know four oh, of them. the backups, that, that, that's their playing okay. time. That's right, the way they it, made the team. But it's a 53-man roster still. Yeah, of course, of course not everyone's going to get paid like that too, but you still need impactful players. You probably still need maybe... 14 to 16 impactful players on on your team in order to, to be able to win and you need balance on both sides you can't just just play the 
pay the star offensive players and then leave nothing on defense to be able to win like that. You're not going to win. A, you're not well, going to win why, in football like that. You can win like that in basketball. That, you can't and, win like that in football. And that's why I've said this over and over again that they should get rid of special teams and they should get rid of the kickoffs and just have an offense and a defense. I, I've said this over and over again because these players have been complaining. Antonio Brown is one of them. Odell Beckham is another. All these guys are wah, 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 crying about their contract. If you get rid of the special teams, if you get rid of the kickoffs and the punt returns. Now you're changing the whole yeah, dynamic the, of the game. The game is it's completely changed so anyways. The, diamond, the, now, the rules are completely changed anyway. No Might as well just put flags around everybody's yeah. face. Well, well it's turning into that. <laughs> it's turning into that. I mean, that's oh, what so, they call, so you that's think, the NFL stands for, the no fun league. I mean, let's be serious. So you think that by paying the top guys more guaranteed yes. money, that's going to prevent all, them All it does is going to piss off the reserves. Well, it's not going to piss off the reserves because I, I just told you, in my point of view, if you're going to change the game with all the rules, you might as well get rid of the one thing that causes more head problems and and concussion problems is the kickoffs and the special teams. Well, they did that already by not giving them a running start. I, I understand that. With the rules. onside I, kicks. I, I understand that. Why don't you just Well, start yeah, it's on... affected onside kicks. There were only four successful yeah. ones in the whole league last year. So you might, as well, you might as well just get rid of special teams and pay your players, your good players, the money that they deserve. Yes, it's going to cost them, but there are other leagues. But those no, guys no, are still going to be on the roster will, anyway, not, regardless. Not, not only that, it will, it will, it will take away jobs. I, I, I just said hurt. that there are other leagues. Right, the but those guys will still be on the roster. Roster, regardless, even if they're a backup maybe corner not. or something like maybe that, maybe not. Not necessarily. You might be right, like Mike. Four, not- maybe like a fourth string corner might not make it, but because he can play on that special teams, that's why he might have made a team. Well, for sure, added right. more depth and doing something. See, this is well, sure, there are certain guys that are special teams maybe gunners, we but come it, up with a three point play too in football. That would be pretty cool. I, I think that it should. There shouldn't be any kicks anymore. I really. Here's the thing. I, I understand what you guys are saying. There are other leagues opening up. The XFL is opening up again. It's going to open up jobs for people. You have the new eight. What is the, the AAF? Yeah, and the can, AAF. You can't even blitz in that league. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. So there are. It's not football anymore. It's not football anymore. It isn't. So that's just, just the way that things are going. No, that's a dumb organization <laughs> that's trying to take no names and try to work and tinker, you know, with their own rules and combating to the NFL. To see if it might, they, they can get them to play. I haven't watched a game, and I don't think I have a will. I did. I watched two games. Two games. <laughs> Christian <laughs> Hackenberg already got benched. <laughs> two games. <laughs> I watched I mean, Hackenberg. Hey, you can't you watch him get benched. We just got nice. done with the Super Bowl. How much more? You want to go see a bunch of no names after that? I, I, I went out once. I heard that there was no blitzing. I was like, what, what, "What's the point?" You, you, you I watch the games. I just watch these <laughs> terrible quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not going to see a good quarterback in the league because all the good quarterbacks or even the backup quarterbacks are playing in the NFL. Christian Hackenberg is not an NFL quarterback, as you can see. He's not an AFL, whatever AFF quarterback. Either. <laughs> he got benched there for you know? another NFL failed starter in Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> I mean, it just. It, but still, there are jobs out there, and they're going to make other leagues. The best of the best, and and that's the way I look at it. If you're going to pay these players, if you might as well pay in guarantee money. How many players are on the offensive side of the ball? Well, there's 11, 11 on the field at once, right. and then you probably have a, a second running back, a third receiver, depending on the formation. All right, all right. And how many how many on the defensive side of the ball? Eleven. Okay, same so, thing. So you got but with pass rush depth, corner right, so, depth, whatever. Okay, so you figure right now, eleven and eleven is twenty two. So no. forty four with every every 
possible position having one backer. I would say that's you would, 44. I wouldn't say you well, want, not, it want, depends want, on how you're structured. It doesn't sorry. matter. You're still 40, I'm not talking hypothetically. Yeah, but 44. hypothetically, you're right. But how about this? Having have a player, have a, a defensive player playing multiple positions. So a safety that could play corner and safety. Yeah, I, that's I, usually the backup. But that's depth your tonight. style. But, but that's... I, I understand what you're saying, Speedy. But I'm trying to figure out a way where these players, your great players, are getting paid guaranteed money. Where you're not going to have these problems anymore with D'Antonio Brown. If he's making his hundred million dollars, he's not bitching and moaning like he's been doing. He's getting his guaranteed hundred million dollars. He he mentioned in one of his interviews. He says, "I want to get paid like LeBron James." Okay, then go play basketball. All right? So, but that's the problem. He's not a basketball player. He's a football player. So, he wants to make LeBron James money. Well, how do you pay a player of that magnitude? Well, you're going to have to figure out a way. Get rid of certain aspects of the football game where I think is not needed. I mean, seriously. I understand special teams is it a, it's always been a big part of the game. Is it a huge part of the game? Come on, it isn't. No, but uh, those guys that are still on that I gunning that. unit are still going to be on the roster besides the kicker right. itself and maybe like uh, Matthew Slater or something like They're that. They're redshirted. They're going to make their $500,000, $400,000, which is not going to bother their salary cap. You could put them on your, your redshirt team, and if you need them, you could bring them up if, if one of these players are hurt. Yeah, they, but it also depends all... on the talent level too. Some teams may have an overload in one position that just happens to have well, to play that, special that, teams. Well, your practice squad has other the members that you're keeping exactly. that just can't fit onto your regular roster, but you don't want to lose But they could them. also be signed off by, of other regular but rosters. This is, how you don't want to, right, exactly. this is how you become a smarter GM. This is how you understand what players could do multiple positions. Maybe there's a wide receiver that could play corner. This is what makes the right, game. But you shouldn't have to force the teams to be able to build a team like that. Why would your team want to take a They're forcing the players not to tackle the way they, they grew up to tackle. Right, but why would you want to, if you're a, if you're a team, why would you be forced to take a player that maybe could play two different positions, but isn't that good at either of them? Because they're forcing them to do everything else. So why not force another rule? It doesn't. It, it doesn't. Yeah, but make it any changes sense. the way you develop players. Though. Every every game has changed. Look at hockey. Look how it's changed. Look how it's changed. Okay. There's allow. There's there, allowing for more versatility in hockey, though. It makes sense. Really? Yeah, but football's already changed. So I'm not sure if I can take more change. I, I, I mean, I, but I it's changed. The games. All the games have changed. Look at basketball. It's already changed. Everything has changed from again, the old days. Again, more room for versatility because there's less players. And again, how do you make more room for versatility? You get rid of players and you make you. Pay but those the players, players are still there, regardless uh, right of where now. they're playing or not. Right now. So you just want to shrink the rosters? Is yes, what you want to do. absolutely. That's yeah. never gonna happen. Yeah, it's never gonna. Happen. Because, right now, because football is too injury prone. Right, it'll never happen. Mm -hmm. It's too injury prone. You need to depth. Well, here's the unfortunate part. And you, you you're know, talking about expanding the rosters from 53 to 56. I, I know. Which and is having ridiculous. three reserves as three emergency reserves is just in case a key position that you choose out of those three emergency reserves that are there that can go into the game. Plus, again, there's too many formations where you need you need depth at certain positions too. That. Uh, if you need a dime formation, you need four corners. You need five corners, something like that. Like the way football's structured, you can't really have it where it's just star oriented. You need a, a balance and a, and depth to win. Here's too. my question to you guys, and I, I know this is coming off this topic, and I think this is a great conversation, by the way, because this is something that nobody is talking about right now. With with, with artificial uh, intelligence coming out now, and 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 it, I believe that in ten fifteen years. We're going to have robots roaming like normal you mean, people. You yeah. mean robots as referees? Yeah. No, no. I'm talking about robots as players. 
As players? As players. I don't think you're going to no. see that for a while. Years? Why not? I don't think you're going to see that be a primary thing. They're they may about, test it. They're, but... to- they're talking about robotic uh, taking over our jobs in the next five to eight years. In certain factory yes. bases. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That yes. I can see. Yeah, but mm-hmm. in, in factory years, bases. In 15, yeah. 20 years. Not sports. Why, why not? Because I'll tell you why. I don't think it's appealing. Exactly. I don't think it's appealing. That would be appealing to the human world. That's why. It'll be more vicious of a game. You have these robotics, robot, robots looking what like people. What if the people. robot busts open and kick it? It's gone. fun to watch. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a cult that following for that. <laughs> no, no, you must be watching that robot movie. I don't think it's ever going to be a primary. You're not serious. I'm serious. What's that robot movie? He must have been watching it last night to bring that up. Oh, oh. The boxing movie. Yeah, I like that too. Real Steel. Real Steel. You must have been watching that. Yeah, I like that movie. I like that movie. I'm not watching that. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that. With with everything that's going on with the ro- robotic intelligence in this world, I think the NFL is going to look at it and say, "I think if robots ever entered into the world of sports, it'll die." Why? Money would ju- would just because I, I don't find it appealing for a human to really root for a robot because the factors are, it, you know, at first they'll get an interest, but when robots blow up and whatever and. Or get broken. It's just not the same. So, yeah. so you're telling me. I get no, what he's saying. There's, there's there, no I think it's going to be a side league compassion cult following. or understanding yeah. of knowing, wow, that, that player just did something inhumanely, you know, amazing job compared to a robot, which you're programmed to possibly do something like that. Yeah, yeah. but it, I can see thing. it being a side gig. It's the not robots, gonna, never going to be the main thing. The robots aren't going to get hurt as much. You're not going to have to pay the you robots. You're not going to have to pay the robots, so these owners are actually going to make more money, or they're going to have to pay to get these robots. Well, yeah, they're going to have built. to pay for the, yeah, yeah, but okay, they get them made. But if these, if they last, and you're right, I don't know this, but if they, they're not going to have concussions because there's no such thing as concussion from a robot. No, you're going to have more robots ready on the side. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you would I, watch robots. No, why not? Yes. Why not? It would be a side gig. It would why never not? be the primary. I'm, I'm, you would. No, no, but you it, would watch it's it. not a I robot. Would, no. It's a human. It's it, you. It looks like a human. It looks like a human, but is it's it a human robot. or is it a robot? No, 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 it's a human. But when I it's a human robot. It's, it's with artificial intelligence, yes. they're looking more human. Human, yes. Now it's, I did well, hear that they could be referees. Like that's a different story. Yeah, I can see but more to technology and no, artificial to be, intelligence no. being incorporated into calling games, be very, calling plays, and things like that. that I, could I ain't see. watching a robot play football. No, no but you're not. Look, he's not looking like a robot. He looks like a human being. I'll know he's a robot, and I don't want to watch him. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, what happens if you don't know that they're robots and they just are? Well, now we're onto something. <laughs> with, with camera shots, you, you'll be able to tell a real leg from a robot. What if there's leg? real robots no, no. playing you, right now you know and you that? just don't know it? Camera angles. Camera angles. They're going to advance with all this robotic technology, too. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think maybe don't Tom think. Brady's a robot right now. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe Joe Montana was. Who knows? Anyways, but. Uh, before we go, uh, this Bryce Har- Harper saga, there was a story that came out today, actually, that the Philadelphia Phillies have a, have a bad feeling that he is going to head to the Dodgers. And he's going to take a, um, a, a smaller contract, a less... Uh, no, less, no, it's lesser, ye- lesser yes, years, lesser years more much money. more money. Yes, for, between uh, 40 and 45 years. Yeah, million. I'm hearing it's like wow. a five or six-year deal at 40, 45. And he can opt out after three years. Compared to the 10 for, I heard, 325, 32.5. And they're, they're worried that Bryce Harper is going to decide to do that instead of, instead of signing with the Philadelphia Phillies because I don't believe you. pull the offer. What? Pull the offer. Well, offer. I, that's what I would do if yeah. I'm the Phillies. I'd pull it too. 
and say, go sign it, and then yeah. watch the Dodgers go and pull this. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and he comes back to the Yankees. No. Nah. <laughs> He's not going to the Yankees. Nah. Okay. I'll tell you this. Really, Arenado is. You know, Nolan Arenado is going to go to the Yankees. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Signed, seal, signed well, sealed, and delivered. $260 million today. Today? today? 255 I think. Yeah, almost $260 million. Yeah. Today. Signed. Seven today. years. Seven years, but he can opt out in three years. Right. Which all of them are getting opt out in three years. Yeah. So is Machado. Yeah, he's, he can opt he's out. He's coming. They're all coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some dummy that keeps tweeting out, Arenado and Trout are coming to the Yankees. Tyler? No, that's the dummy or whatever. <laughs> I think it's Tyler. He, he's been saying Arenado, but... It, you, yeah, you that ain't happening, bud. And I'll tell you this right now. The Yankees have been very, very smart. And in this Trout's not leaving L.A. Sorry, buddies. Not, as of right now, no. He's not. And, and if he does, he's not going to Philly. If he does, if he does, he's going to Philly. That's the only That's the only team he'll go to. He's not going to the Yankees. I, I never thought Mike Trout was ever going to the Yankees. And I don't think the Yankees need Mike Trout. They really don't. I think the move that they made the other day, yesterday, with uh, Aaron Hicks was it's a great move. Too many years. Yeah, That's what I said, too. too many I wasn't years. sure I'll tell you, about that. I like the contract. Too many years. Here's why I don't think it's too many years. because Seven years. He's 30 years old. I, he's and 29. Injury prone. He's 29. He just turned 29. Same thing. Same and in three, in three years, in three years, if he decides, no, yeah, if, if, if three years, if, if he's having a good season, they can trade him. So you're, tol- you're telling me if he's a top center fielder right now, a here's top a di- center fielder. In three years. Here's yes. the difference. Here's yeah. the difference. Mm-hmm. Baseball is becoming smarter now. Where anybody really? Will, wait. Anybody over the age of 30, they're not really caring about that contract. So if you say in three years they could trade him, why would the Yankees trade him when he's making $10 million as a center fielder if he's, good, if he's doing good in three years? Well, here's the that reason That would why. make no sense, because number he, one. And then number two, you're going on the back end of 34, 35, 36, which a lot of teams are very leery of. That's the reason why it's halted. For this $30 whole- million, $40 million? You're getting, you're getting arguably one of... Right now, Aaron Hicks is one of the top five center fielders no, in the league. Right? Yes, he is. Who's better than him? Defensively, who's better than him? Trout's number one. I mean, I'm not in baseball season right now, right. so I don't even know. I'm, t- I'm talking about defensively. You're going to tell me there's more than there are, five guys? Th- there's, there's probably two guys you could argue are better, which is Kiermaier and Pilar. In the last two years, what we've seen Aaron Hicks have, last year at 27 He's good. Run. He's not top he to, five. I, I, all around, I think he is. I think he is. Gets hurt a lot, but I, yes. I like it. I think it's a fair I think, I like I think, I think Even if he's a top seven, you're getting a top seven center fielder for $10 million a year. No, Where I said gonna... the contract is great. I said it's just too long. You had, right. they had to I worry that. about the longevity they, too. They had to. If do they that. were to sign them five years, I think that would have been. It, it's great. first of all, first of all, they can opt out of his his seven. Is an opt out? Yes, is an opt out after seven, uh, after the six year. After the six. So, yeah. After the six year, they can pay him a million dollars and they can opt out of the contract. No, it's a good contract. So, I just think it's a so too even long. if it's six years, you're getting arguably one of the best center fielders in the league for six years, ten million a year. That's sixty million dollars. That's not a lot of money. I said it's a good contract. It's a great contract for the Yankees. It's a great That's the way you got to look at it. It's really a six-year contract. Yeah, it really is. Well, I didn't know. I didn't hear yes. about the opt-out. Yes, yeah, so they right. were talking about it today, that they can, if they decide to trade him or uh, opt out of the contract after the sixth year, they pay him a million dollars and it's done. So then it makes me wonder, their center field prospect, Florio, what, what are they going to do with him? Uh, it's very simple. They obviously know that Aaron Hicks is not going to stay healthy. And they believe that Giancarlo Stanton will be a DH 
in the next full-time DH. He's never going to play left field. I think he'll be a full-time DH in the near future. That's what they're going to do with uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Eventually, they're going to have to decide what they're going to do with Clint Frazier, if they're going to keep him or they're going to decide to move on from him. I think they're going to move him. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, yes. Floreal will be the future center because fielder. Because I heard he's the future center fielder. Still, yes. That's why I'm right. shocked they yeah. really signed him. And they'll Hicks. move Aaron Hicks to left but field eventually, just like they did with Brett Gardner. They'll move Aaron Hicks to left field when he gets a little bit older and his arm starts to weaken out, and they will move Floreal to center field. And I, I was listening to Matt Matt's show, and they were saying, well, now they have a player they're going to trade. Right now, Floreal is untradeable. Brian Cashman said that. He said that about Torres, and he said that about Miguel Andahar. He didn't trade. He didn't move any of those guys. And he said that about Floreal. He's not moving Floreal. He's not. No matter, Even for a pitcher. The Yankees' top ten prospects, nine of them are pitchers. Now, Floreal is their number one, and the rest of them, they're all pitchers. Go look at their, their top 10 prospects. Nine out of the 10 are pitchers. Two of them are lefties, and the rest are righties. I was going to say, better be some lefties in there. <laughs> That's it. Those are, those are their prospects. They're all, they're all pitchers. So if they want a pitcher like a, a Madison Bumgarner, which I'm telling you right now, and I've said this over and over again, I don't want Madison Bumgarner. I've said it over and over again. He's got too many, too many miles on his arm. Too many. He's got 1,100 innings pitched in... In seven or eight years pitching. He's 29 years old. He'll be 30 when he becomes a free agent. And he'll still age well because he's not a power pitcher. That, that has nothing to do with anything. This is a guy Age that, matters for velocity. Yeah, age matters for velocity. And this is a guy that has played in the heat his whole career. He comes from Texas. He played college. Yeah, I mean, he played, he played um, um, not college. He played um, High school. Minor, league, minor league ball in, in Texas. Okay? Okay. All right? So he's been in hot weather his whole career. He, all of a sudden, he goes to the Yankees. This is a cold weather plays. This is a transition of different – different. and by the way, he's never pitched – he's really never pitched that many games in Yankee Stadium. I'm not paying a guy $200 million who's 30 years old, has 1,100 innings pitched on his arm, and he's – in the last two years, he's been injury prone. He had one freak motorcycle accident and, and then a finger that's injury. That's not a baseball-related injury. That's, I mean, it's, I it's cold in the, San Francisco. He, he can handle it. It's, 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 more, it's more coastal rainy cold. I get, Errol's right in that area, but he had a freak motorcycle accident and I think a finger injury this year. It's, he has not been injury-prone for much of his career. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's a big mistake for the Yankees to even pay. If you're not going to pay – if you're not going to pay – uh, Didi Gregorius, $140, $130 million, which he's going to demand next year. He is absolutely going to get it. If the Yankees don't pay him, I'm sure somebody will be lining up to get Didi Gregorius signed. And by the way, all you Met fans that are complaining, complaining about Robinson Cano, I will guarantee you Robinson Cano will have – he'll be on the upper echelon of home runs in the in National League this year. He will be amongst the league's best in the National League in RBIs and runs bad at <laughs> If the Mets get on base. <laughs> and, and, and I guarantee you. What are you, you smoking? What? I'm a Met fan. What are you on? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> no way. What do you mean no way? You think Robinson Cano is going to be in the upper echelon in home runs? Absolutely this year. Absolutely. Especially the way I've been hearing that he's hitting. The way he's hitting the ball right it's now. It also depends on how much he plays. Yeah, though. I think spring take, spring training, it. spring training. I say what you want, Mike. Uh, I'm telling you right now, he's he New lost. League. He lost temp. It's going to make it an easier. Well, league. actually, I mean, it's uh, it's an easier. He league. didn't have a very friendly ballpark out in Seattle. No, so he didn't. Know, and he had 39 so. home runs the year before. He had 39 home runs. Oh yeah, all on PEDs. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's face the facts. That's what he got busted for. Mike. I mean, you, you're going to wait. Hold on. Time out. He didn't go now, get caught with PEDs. Now you're going to sit there and question He that. didn't get caught with PEDs last year. I mean, uh, the year before that. He got caught last year. Right. All right. So how do you know? Because they finally a... tested him after 39 home oh, runs. get out of here. They test you every year. <laughs> they test you every year, Mike. Yeah, and guess what? You're known about the test, so you had plenty of time to get clean. Oh, get out of here. It's the most ridiculous yeah. thing. Eric Bames was tested anymore. every week. You can't hide it anymore, Mike. They catch everything. They catch everything. I'm sorry. I think Robinson Cano. I'm telling you right now. Robinson Cano will have close between 30 and 38 home runs this year. Wow. That's, that's a lot. And I'm th- and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict where will he get traded to where that'll happen. <laughs> he's not getting traded, and I and I think he'll stay healthy enough to play 139 games, and he will have close to 110, 120 RBIs. He will be an MVP. Will the candidate. Mets get on base that much for that? <laughs> why would you think that they will? Why would you think that they will? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Why would Why would you think that they will? What would it? In order to get 100 RBIs, you have to first of all be a really good player, which he has been, sure. And second of all, you need the guys around him to get on base. Okay. The Mets, the Mets have Conforto a lot of questionable is a, guys. Conforto is a good player. Sure, but he can be streaky uh, too. Uh, all right, Brandon Nimmo is a good player. Yeah, uh, he's, he's the one guy that's too. been good at getting uh, on base. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. So you, I just named two players. Okay, two players. All right, Yoannis Cespedes. They're saying will be back in the second half of the season. Is he well, going to say? Yeah, if he, tar- if he, if he comes tar- back, actually stays healthy. The target, is, this target is August, but that's a long way I, to I'm go. Just, I'm just asking. And yeah. re-injury is always I, a chance. I, 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 can't, he, he, I, I don't bring him into the equation until after. I, I'm looking at their team right now. They're a much better team offensively than they were last They've year. got better hitters. I just, like, Cano's probably going to bat third, right? My consensus is sure. he's probably going to bat third. So I need to know who's batting one, who's batting two. And who's batting four? Well, Conforto will probably bat two. I would think Nimmo's going to stay one. And so then you're going three lefties in a row? That's what I would think. I'm Who not really fourth? sure. I'm not sure. Frazier? Yeah. Oh, Frazier's going to be out for at least a month. Oh, he got injured? He got injured good. Right. today. Um, that's good. At least that's one. Cortisone. I think he's day-to-day. Lat, no, no. Lat strain. He'll be out for at least a month. At least a month. An injury of that, <laughs> of that magnitude, it's a month. I mean, and, Aaron and knowing, and knowing he's a Met, he'll probably be out two months. <laughs> it's a month. It's a month injury. That's what they say. It's usually four weeks, sometimes five to six. Aaron Hicks, he was same injury uh, the last two years. He was out six weeks. No, I think number two in spring training. I think they tested it was Ramos because they're not going to go three lefties Wilson, in a row. Wilson Ramos is another guy in that lineup. That's but he's be a good protected. hitter. Yeah. I, th- oh, I think he'll bat two. Or I don't see him batting four. I, I don't know yet. I'm not at the baseball well, mode it, yet. Nimmo's going to go. He has a good enough batting average on base percentage where he could hit two. Go, but he's got a good eye. Nimmo's one. He could draw a lot of walks. Yeah. I think Nimmo's going one. I, I think Robinson is third and Conforto is the, the clean, cleanup until See, I don't, I don't think Conforto should be the four. That's what they're saying. He, he's going to be the cleanup hitter for the Mets. Uh, I don't know who no, the number two hitter. I guess I would put Drew there. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't you put Drew there? Who's Drew? I'm not sure. Um um, the guy they brought from the Athletics. Oh, he's hurt too. Yeah, but he's going to be back before the before the season starts. No, I would. Yeah, but will I would, he be? I, I will would, he, uh, you know, will they no, trust him enough to I mean, be in the? That's possible. Isn't that right JD away? Drew? Isn't it? No, no, Jed Lowry. No, Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry. Drew. He retired. I'm, I'm talking about Drew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jed Lowry. The Should only good thing about Lowry is that he's a switch hitter because you can't go three straight lefties. The only thing I can think of maybe is. Is maybe Nemo one, Rosario two, try to keep the speed on the top of the order. Okay. As a lefty righty. The thing is, Rosario needs to get his on base percentage up if that's going to happen. Well, you might get better pitches when you have Cano behind you. Sure, but he's also had a problem with plate discipline. He stinks too. 
So I don't want to know. I don't know if I necessarily trust that kind of hitter I think to Rosario's be hitting gonna, second would, right I would, now. I think Rosario's going to be a good player this year. I would try it. That's that's the only thing I'm saying. I, I really like you Rosario. You got to try things. I no, like I like him. him too. I just I wouldn't I like jump the gun and have him play it second right away. I like him, Ed Rosario. I think he's going to be a good player. I know you don't like him, Mike, but. I saw a lot of promise in him in the second half of the season last year. Mm-hmm. He looked very yeah. good in the, in the second half of the season. And he's long. He's a good defensive player. And I would even think to move him at third base right now with the problem that they have with Lowry and uh, and, and Frazier. I would move him. And how about what's what's his no, name again? No, Jeff McNeil. McNeil. And that's another guy who, that's a, who's a good bat. He's a good stick see, in that him, lineup. Him I could see batting too, but then – you, then you need a righty to lead off, and that, that then you put then you make Rosario your lead off. That's a pretty good lineup. I mean, it's that's not, a pretty no, good lineup. No, what it is is that they've gotten better. They got better talent wise, but I don't. It's it's just not, it's better balance, but it's still not. not consistent. It's not anyone that puts fear in your eyes. Robinson Cano puts fear in your eyes. He yes, does. but that's it. And, and, and when Cespedes comes back, he will. Dude, he will, Cespedes is not till August. You comes can't back. talk about Cespedes. Cespedes is not even an equation right now in the Mets lineup. Well, when he does come back, he will be in the equation. But right now, he's coming back in September. That makes no sense. The Islanders just scored, by the way. Uh, lad, I know uh, it was Bailey. The guy that you absolutely hate, Mike. Oh yeah, of course. He still sucks. <laughs> I don't mean anything. Bailey scores, but uh, I think he's going to be traded in the offseason. He might be. No, I he, he will. Gonna, I thought he was going to get traded I, last I, year. I found. I heard that he's not Trot's type of player, so he's going to get dealt. You go into the game on Thursday. I've been sick. I haven't gotten contact with my friend Ed. I know he called me the other day, but because I'm slowly getting my voice back. I have a return, so I don't know what's going on. You know, it's interesting. I, I saw the ticket prices. I think they're 130 on Ticket Stub or StubHub. Well, We're going to be giving daughter. away March 11th tickets, Islanders Columbus, coming up. Okay. Keep an eye out for it. <laughs> yes. Islanders will scout out all their free agents. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll tell you this. Everybody and their mother is going to this game on Thursday. Yeah. They're Everybody. either going there. A lot. Of, there's a lot of people going to the offside tavern in the city. Yep. Everywhere, everybody's going everywhere. I know if I go, if I'm, I gotta speak to my friend Ed. If I go, I gotta go look for an Islander onesie because I am going to wear a onesie. You're wearing a onesie? An Islander onesie. Why? Because a pajama man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they call him Pajama Man. Pajama Boy. Pajama boy. <laughs> I never understood why they call him Pajama Boy. I, I, it doesn't Are you any, serious? I don't really know. know. Clearly, no. you never saw went, Mike's Twitter. <laughs> it went viral. That I know with, a, the, with his bedroom. I, I yeah. know in, in his bed. That's the reason the, why. I just it's stupid. I was like, it's a if stupid you couldn't name. correlate that, I'm like, <laughs> no, but it's a stupid name. I it just doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just call him Trader? I mean, like, <laughs> and that's when, <laughs> too generic. I think if they want to think of something he's a different. Traitor. I mean, and you want to know something? It's funny. Lou Lamorello was talking on on WFN today, and Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts. I'm going to give him a shout out. Uh, I'll why? tell you. Because I, I, I am, but it was a good interview. It was a good interview. I like the interview. Uh, Lou Lamorello said that he, he thinks that the Islander fans should give him a good welcome, that he was a good Islander, and he was a good captain for the Islanders Hello. in the time that he was here. Lou is talking out of professionalism. This is a fan base. Completely two different things. A general manager cannot talk bad because then it, it could affect you bringing in other players down the road. That's professional speaking, and he did the right thing. It's the fan base that's had to take care of him for what he said during his last year where there was clips brought up. See, here's the thing. This is where I think it's getting all manipulated and confused. The fan base understands that the organization was crap. It was a disaster. It was a shit show. It was run by lousy people. Now, you had him saying, 
I love it here in New York. This is the only place I want to be. There's clips. So don't say all that and then do what you did. The fan base, actually, there's a lot of them said, you know what, if Tavares walked, I would understand because I don't blame you, and I was one of them. So, But it was just he said one thing and did another. Do you think they're going to give him a video? Of course he's going to get a video. Tribute? Oh, my God, yeah, but it's not going to be. Oh, it's going to be. I don't think, I, I don't think he's going to be able to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's gonna be able to hear that video. I heard that they're gonna have more cops and more security there that, than they ever had. That's how bad it's gonna be. The yep. Islander fans are going to absolutely drive him nuts every time he touches the puck. They're supposed to. One of my friends that's going. Um, that's at, a game that you want to go to. One of my friends that's going. He's already got the little uh, barrel to. I guess other people are coming there to start burning his jersey right live, right in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because his first time back in, in, in New York is... He got booed at the Ranger game. At the National Coliseum. <laughs> he got booed when Toronto played that, which made no sense to me. Uh, yeah, he I, got booed. I, if I was there as a Ranger fan, I would be cheering for him. <laughs> like, oh, good, you left. Well, no, because you know the Ranger fans are all delusional. They all thought that he was going to sign in the Rangers. Yeah, that was a joke. Well, no, yeah, okay. we all knew he that was wasn't never, happening. He was never no, going to the no, Rangers. No, he wasn't He going was there. never going to the Rangers. Those delusional fans over there at the Garden. He know? was never. He, he would sign with the Islanders before he goes to the Rangers. He would never go to the Rangers. And it's just the Rangers have a better chance of bringing back Zuccarello off his armchair right now. <laughs> we got him. He's coming back. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> I don't think. No, so. I think he is coming back. I don't because the that's Rangers. What he wants. That's that's going to be one of the only players the Rangers can actually get in free agency. You don't yeah, think but... they're going to get a Panera? No, the Rangers. No, the way their team is constructed. No, they don't have a chance. Well, I've heard no, Florida. The got the they need defense. I think the Islanders should be. I think the Islanders should be gunning for Matt Duchesne. Depends, but if all that's these guys a, want five, six million a year, none of them come. That's back. the guy that I think the Islanders should go after in the offseason, Matt Duchesne. I think he's a he's a guy that wins a lot of faceoffs. He's one of the best in the league in faceoffs. That's something that the Islanders have had. The only difference with Duchesne is if he turned down eight and a half from Ottawa, he's not worth more. I'm sorry, he's not. He's too streaky of a player, and he's not consistent. And he's looking for ten million dollars. I'd pass. Well, that's Lou's decision. I, and Lou, yeah, no, no, I know. Listen, and Lou, and Lou I, I trust in what he did. He didn't make any – I was very surprised he didn't make listen, one Listen, Mark move. Stone signed for $9.5 million. He's not better than Mark Stone. How many years did he get? He got a lot uh, of years. He got eight, eight years. He got eight years. And for 76 that's million. That's a crazy contract. Nine and from and Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Nine and a half. I like I'm sorry. Duchesne's not better than Stone. He's not. He, first of all, Stone's younger, plays better defense. And he's a better goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Duchesne's too streaky, and he turned down eight and a half million dollars from Ottawa. Maybe he didn't want now, to play. He, I really well, that's that the thing. Head. If he signed to eight, eight and a half, then I'd be like, okay, he's that's what he's worth. Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more in Canadian. It's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. It's more, yeah. That's <laughs> more in can, uh, Canadian mm-hmm. money. But yep. I just don't think he wants to. He wanted to play for Ottawa. Ottawa is a rebuilding team. They're not going anywhere. Uh, well, they got a lot no. of picks too. They, they didn't do that bit. Ottawa. Oh, they they screwed up everything. Mm-hmm. They, I don't screwed up everything. I, I listen. I was there at the draft. I, I, I did. all the talent they had and what they traded away yeah. in the last year and a half they, for nothing. They exactly for they, nothing. What they got back for Stone is nothing in that trade for Vegas. Nothing. Bramstrom, Bramstrom. He's and a kicks. But the key guy was Bramstrom. Like really. Really? Mark Stone's an elite winger in this league who's 25 years old, and all you got back is one key piece? That's terrible. Terrible. Same thing. They, they screwed up on the Carlson trade. They got back nothing. The Hoffman trade. The Hoffman trade they screwed up on. They got nothing. Florida fleeced them, yeah. which I knew Hoffman was a good player. You know, the Carlson trade, they got fleeced. 
The Duchesne trade that got he's fleeced. A guy, he's a guy that... Duchesne he, went to Colorado for B and C. Pro, like, really? If you heard the story that the Islanders were going after Hoffman at the trade deadline, they they wanted um, uh, Beauvillier. Or I think they wanted Beauvillier and, and their first-round draft pick this year. And because the Islanders don't have a three and a four, Lou didn't want to give up their first-round draft pick this year. That they was have a, a four. They don't have a three. They have a one and a two. They don't have a three and a four. No, they don't have a three. They don't have their own two. They have Calgary's two this year. They don't have their own two. Yeah, but Lou, Lou said Lou said today that you know because uh, uh, Evan was talking about their draft and and Lou was saying that well, he says well you don't have a two you have a one you have a one and a three and you don't have a two and a four he says no we have a one and a two we don't have a three and a four that's what Lou said so I don't think the Islanders have a three and a four this year they have a one and a two. So, You're right. He doesn't have a three and a four. Yeah. So he only has a one and a two. Yeah. Yeah. So and he didn't want to give up their one this year because and and, and that's the story because they wanted Bavillier and they wanted the number one pick. Well, that was the same thing for Hoffman. That, that was the same thing for Duchene. Duchene was uh, he offered Bavillier in a one, and obviously they went the other route. Well, I don't. I don't think they want to move Bavillier, and they can get Duchene in the off season if they really want him. They, he'll be available. So will Panera. I mean, they have the opportunity to get themselves a, a pretty good goal scorer. See, That's what they need. I'll say this. I think because, and I know you're a big Ranger fan, because of what the island has done in changing the whole management system with Lou and Trotz and everything like that and now winning, they surpassed the Rangers in the local market of attracting free agency now. If it would have been the same regime, I, I would sit there and say, because Panarin does want to go to a big market, and New York's one of those big markets. Now I think it's going to be between Florida and New York and possibly Chicago as the third team of where Panarin's going. But because of the Rangers' structure and status right now and what the Islanders have done this year and changed, they've surpassed. Do you the, think the Islanders are a more attractive team from a free agent perspective? You're absolutely right. Right now, you're, yes. You're, you're nuts. But it's a completely different thing. The Rangers aren't going after any big, high-profile free agents here. They're going for the young, and they're, and they're going through like the draft. Who, who are the Rangers getting? That, who are they going to be targeting from a big free agent they, perspective? They wanted Panarin. You also got to understand, they There's have no way space. they're paying anybody anything in the range of $6, 7000000 million a year over an extended period of time. They don't, they don't have the team for it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, here's the thing. They you got the two centers. But you don't know. It, it all depends on who you, you sign that's number one. Number two, your coach knows. And number three... You don't know what could happen because I'll tell you this right now. Montreal Canadiens made a couple of changes in the offseason. Everybody thought they got worse. They're a playoff team. I know the Rangers are going through model. Yeah. Something that the Islanders are doing like this year or have done like this year. Young, fat, or even kind of like what Toronto had actually done. All through, they're not going after, I, they're not going after any high-profile price free agents in the offseason this year. Well, they, I know for a, I've been hearing the Rangers want Panarin because they need to bring in star talent to help this rebuild faster. It depends on the price. Right. But, but if, he's, right. if he's looking for— They have for, all the cap space. I don't think it cares about the price. They, they're loaded with cap space next year. I mean, there's even talk they that also they're— also the draft. They're, they're restricted free agents. They might it's trade the draft because they, they might not want to— They might right, not right want to pay them. Like oh, the Mitchell Columbus or no, the no, Rangers? No, the Rangers. I'm talking about the Rangers. I'm not talking about Who's Columbus. a restricted free agent on the Rangers this year? I think Vesey's restricted. I think Butsnevich is restricted. I think Nemchinov. Vesey is, I believe, is restricted. And they're going to get three to four, four to four and a half, five million. They don't want to pay them. Well, they shouldn't pay them. Any of these, the Rangers don't have, they haven't had a top 
point scorer or goal scorer in the top. I think Zidane the Giants. I'll tell you right now, they need defense. If Carlson is the, the open market, the Rangers are definitely going to be interested. They will, no. If they Carlson will, hits the open market, every team's going to be interested. I think Carson will hit the open market. I don't know. Them. I'm hearing that he does like it in San Jose, but I think he might test it, but he does like San Jose. Interesting. I know the Islanders won't be He interested. might do that meeting They don't thing. need Carson. They don't need Carson. They, no, they, but I could see Lou going after him. You think Lou is going to go after an offensive, defensive player? I mean, that Pulak, I'll tell you this, you, you like Pulak. Everybody, you know, it's funny, I was oh, talking yeah, to somebody. Coming they he's slowly him. becoming the best. He's slowly becoming they, they, there the best defenseman. I told of, you that. A lot of people love this kid, and they think that he could be a big-time goal scorer in the NHL um, for a defensive player. He's good. I think the future is him. Thames is good, too. Taos. Taos, whatever I call um, him. You know, Pulak, Jonathan Taos. Jonathan Towns. Whatever. And obviously the kids that they drafted <laughs> and Noah Dobson and Bodie Wild, I, I think are going to be the future. But they need to tinker because – Mayfield's not the answer. Pellick's not the answer. I think Letty will be gone at the draft. It's interesting. Anyways, uh, we went over the time today, so I want to give a shout-out to all the fans. Uh, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to figure out why the stream keeps cutting in and out. I'm, I know I had, I had a text message from Vinny saying, I've been watching the show, and it's been in and out. I was like, Vinny, what do you want me to do? I, I can't do anything right now. What do you want me to do? I Stop my fingers, magical. It, it's not that easy, okay? If you guys have an idea on how to fix it, well, then you can come here and fix it. It's not, it's, it's not that easy. And I knew there was going to be trials and tribulations to this program because of the stream and, and really the speed of our internet in the studio. So uh, stay tuned. I'll figure it out and relax. Okay. That's it for our show. We will be back on Monday. Uh, obviously me and Speedy Petey and Tuesday with me, Mikey C, Mark Salino, and uh, Mr. Speedy Petey again. 631-676-2968 is a number. As you know, this is down to the wire and we will talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.